Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and orange, you glad, we have good beer. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. And we're the Drunk Guys, and this week we are reading Orange is the New Black by Piper Kerman, and starting with this beer called Orange Crush by Finback. And I think someone else, I think it's a collaboration. What does this have to do with anything? The color orange. It's got the word orange in the name, so... That might be a theme today. <laughs> this is one of my favorite episodes, I think, beer-wise. Uh, I can't read this fucking can. I need a new prescription. Michael, read this can. Oh, sure. It's like silver on light orange. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Double. Uh, it's made with rare. Uh, double IPA with mandarin and blood orange. Dry hop with citra and mosaic. Brewed in collaboration with rare. R-A-R. I don't know who they are. Yeah, that's what it says. And it's uh, 8.3% alcohol. And it really tastes the orange. This is awesome. Very refreshing. Yep. It's very nice. Yum. It's like orange juice soda the beer. Yeah. Fanta ale. Well, you know what? Actually, I think others will be even more orange juice soda the beer. This this is going to be great. Better than this book. I actually really liked it. I really book. liked it. I thought, I, it thought was it was, I thought it was very good. I liked... I read it. It wasn't difficult to read. I just like, yeah. No, I mean it, it was very straightforward. I it was. I did not think that I was going to like it as much as I did. Like I found. I was like, oh, I'll get through it. It'll be fine. But I found it very. It's it's like an aspect of life I know nothing about. We you know women's prison. I haven't been there in years. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, if you if you don't know about this, you are fucking living under a rock. Yeah. So it's been a show on Netflix for a long time, and their like season seven, seven? and final season oh. is about to start. So it's we decided to do dumb. this book. Uh, and it's, it's wildly only, different. <laughs> from what it's, I understand, only very vaguely based on this book. It's The first season is very similar. And now by this season, it's like lesbian Oz is basically what it's well, turned Well, it's basically into. like the book, she's in jail for 14 months. And, you, and it's just not enough going on to make six seasons of a show about. So they have to have, you know, 45 other characters, which are interesting in their own right. But it, only the premise is related to the book. By the end of the... I watched the first three seasons of the show. By the end of the second season, she was about halfway through her sentence. And then they Ta- realized, yeah, we each, can milk this each, more. Each season is different. Like, like, one season is only a week that's of ridiculous. real time. So, I mean, I guess that's, that's kind of how prison feels, but... That it, is a big part of this book. Yes. <laughs> but they, they went... Like, the, 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 at the end of the book, it seems to be more about the people she meets and the relationship she forms with these people, and also a bit of an indictment on... Uh, or the judgment of the justice system. Corrections. Prisons, yeah, system. correction system, yeah. But it's not about fucking who got pregnant with the security with the with the yeah, prison I mean, guard TV and then show, they have a riot. A, a years long security show is different from a memoir about your year in prison. Yeah, absolutely. You you can't make a show out of this and stick to it. It's no, gonna be it'd be like a BBC show. <laughs> but Seven episodes because it's a women's prison. Ho ho. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the guards. I don't think there are any black guards. In the show? Um, Both. Both in the book and the show. Yeah, it's all white guards. Because she's in like upstate New York or something like that. Yeah. Right? Connecticut. Is it Connecticut? In the show, it's New York. Oh, in yeah. The, oh, the book was Connecticut. Yeah, that's true. Danbury, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There aren't black people there. <laughs> it's like a white collar white person. Except for the jail. We wouldn't be allowed there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Come, let us go we see. We wouldn't be allowed them. in any part of the prison or the town. <laughs> we might be allowed to work at the prison. I might. You guys are free. Yeah, you might. So, yeah, she's going. Well, what's she in jail for? She is in jail for technically money laundering because that's what they pled her down to. So, but she this, was a. I, I've drug only smuggler. seen the first half of the first episode because I watched it yesterday. And they did actually kind of show this in the episode where when she just went Piper, when she just got out of prison, and when she got out of sorry, college, yeah. she, she had a relationship with a lady woman who was a drug smuggler. Hot. And the only thing. Piper did was she carried a suitcase full of cash for, uh, from one airport to another airport. Like she put it in her luggage mm, over international it lines. Yeah. It was like $50,000 in cash or something like that or 10000 Anyway, and uh, that's the crime she committed. And then it she got took busted. Them like a decade and a half yeah, to her It was jail. like years later. And then she was like arraigned and then spent another year or two before she even went to jail. Because there were no, waiting, many years. There, yeah. were, there were several years there because so, of uh, an so ongoing other case. So it was like five years later 
people show up at her door and say, Miss, here are the charges against you. Well, like, they had just what? busted the others. Yeah, exactly. And someone they, ratted her they out. They busted the others. And then because all the other drug people were on trial, well, constantly on trial, and one was like, had to get extradited, but he didn't get extradited. And they had waited a long time. They basically, at that point, the prosecutors were like, we're not sentenced. The judge and the prosecutors were like, we're not going to sentence you yet because you might have to testify. And so it was another five years or something it's like that. It's basically legal purgatory. Before, yeah, exactly. Before finally she's like, okay, you're going to jail. In, in many ways, that must have been actually worse than the year and change in jail. Yeah, because you yeah, never know when your life will be taken away from you. Yeah. At least in jail must, I mean, I've not been uh, incarcerated, but I'm sure it's fucking horrific and terrible, but on the sense of like, hey, 14 months you're going to be here, and then you could go try to build your life again, as opposed to any day now, we're going to call you in for a time you don't even know how long it'll be, but you know, just try to live your life until that. That actually must have been pretty awful. Yeah. Have you guys ever seen a picture of her husband? No. Yes, I have. The real guy? He looks like a shitty knockoff Derek Zoolander. He does. (laughs) He does. does. Like the the hair is still... Yeah, it's ridiculous. You should look him up. Permanent blue steel. Yeah, Yeah, Jimmy, for those of you listening at home, Jimmy just made the blue steel face. And the poof sound was his blowout haircut. Yeah. Not Jimmy's blowout. (laughs) No, I don't have a blowout. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, the first part of the book is really uh, Kerman, Piper Kerman, explaining all these things about what she did, and then the time before she goes to prison being, like, terrified, and then not knowing what to expect, and then finally ends up in prison. Where she has... No beer. Wait, a beer? Okay. We have a beer. <laughs> so this is called, this is something I brought. This is Krabby's Orange Spiced Alcoholic Ginger Beer. I think Jimmy just ejaculated all over himself smelling it. Think? <laughs> and I drank the rest of this four-pack, so I know <laughs> I could how drink, delicious this is. I could drink five is. of these right now. <laughs> it is amazing. Oh, this is, this is why Prohibition existed. This is too tempting. <laughs> This is wonderful. This tastes like an orange soda that has alcohol in it. That's my dream. Well, fucking That's Coney my Island dream. used to make that orange soda. They have, a, they have the, the Not Your Mother's. Uh, the Not Your Mother's is not as good, man. The Coney Island that orange soda. That was pretty good. Oh, the yeah. Coney Island was good, but the Not Your Mother's was also really They have an orange good. soda? Yeah, we had it on the fucking... We had their root beer. We had the fruit punch. We had the... Do we have the Mountain Dew? They have a Mountain they Dew had, They had orange creamsicle. Yeah, orange creamsicle. Oh, okay, right. so it's like an orange cream soda, but it was still just as good. It was really good. This, this is it's a little... There's a tiny bit of spice because it is, does have ginger in it because it is a ginger beer. Yeah, it is. Oh, my God. It is so orange amazing. Orange ginger this ale. hands down one of my favorite drinks I've ever had in my life. This is wonderful. I didn't know this existed, and uh, thank you and fuck you, Nate, for exposing me to this. Ruining my life. <laughs> and for drinking the other three. <laughs> Some just fell more, more fell into my glass. Oh, what a... You better take that away. What a mistake. What a mistake. That's, oh, if you like orange soda, and... Uh, I love orange and soda. you should have this. I love it. If your name is Kel, you're going to really love I this. I do, I do, I do, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> you see that Keenan's starting all that again? That's awesome. Yeah. When, uh, when I found out Ross Perot died, I immediately thought of all that. Ross Perot died? He died. Like Yesterday. Weeks ago. <laughs> it was technically yesterday. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know he died. I also didn't know he was still alive. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember he I, lived in. He was like Schrodinger's Perot for me. <laughs> <laughs> but he was uh, a character on all that. Yeah, and it was like the a little girl, girl Katrina. I whatever. got four billion dollars. <laughs> I can just, do whatever I want. I got four billion dollars. She made is, a very good Ross Perot. It's fucking true. Yeah. <laughs> and so when someone texted me, Ross Perot died because we're just on these chains where we send mean jokes about dead people. It's like, oh, who's going to get us four billion dollars? And I found a a gif. Of uh, is it GIF? It's GIF. Is it? GIF? I can't even get it, it right is, now. I'm the trying man, to get it right. The man who created it said GIF, but it's. I GIF. was just listening to an episode where we talked about this, and I still don't know. No, right. it's. GIF. I just, I just say the opposite of what Nate says to piss him off, honestly. <laughs> but I can't even remember what the right. Oh, one is maybe anymore. you're right. It's GIF. The guy who created it said the one that I think is wrong, so he's wrong. But I don't know which one that is now. Uh, it's, I, it's I GIF, would say yeah. GIF. Looking at it, I would say and GIF. I think but you guys have told GIF. me I'm wrong for saying GIF. The so. guy, the guy, did, yeah, yes. that's the guy who said the guy who created says GIF. But I still think that's stupid. I just think of um, you know, like a giraffe, a giraffe. That one says that. It'd be a I real see GIF. I think giraffe. You'd have to be a real fucking genius to say it that way, huh? Suck yeah, my Ed genius. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Okay. So anyway, back to Lady Jail. Lady Jail. This beer is fantastic. Is it? Is it a this beer? Is not even I don't a, care what it is. beer. This is just a magic concoction sent from Yahweh or Ganesh himself. I don't know. <laughs> it has really removed good. all obstacles for me. It has. It so removed good. all the obstacles I had in my way of, of, of alcoholism. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the first beers we finished 
bef- like the whole bottle before even getting to so another. The, I think it's the only one. <laughs> we finished plenty before. Not but usually because we keep sipping it right away. Yeah, this is the first one right away. Oh my god! Should have brought the other three. You son of a bitch. These are amazing. You already drank them. Should have just had a four pack of this. That should have been the episode. Just to I would have. Those have been the best episode. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It really amazing. <laughs> All right, let's plow through this so we can go to the store and buy more. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, so she eventually ends up in uh, women's prison, but it is they actually keep calling it a camp because it is, because it is minimum security. Yeah. Uh, is minimum security, and it's uh, something like a, was that a thousand women in just Didn't this she the place one? that Martha Stewart went. No, they it was almost, they almost were. Right? They were Martha thinking Stewart she was going to get sent there, there but like she they actually the, the like, prison decided to put on all their forms that they were full, just so Martha Stewart wouldn't end up there. Pain in the balls for it attracted yeah. too much scrutiny, right? That too, two and, conditions and, and too many, uh, you know, lovely leaf arrangements on top of tabletops. And <laughs> so anyway, Martha Stewart didn't end up there, but uh, that is a big plot line. It is a big plot line because while all the ladies are, well, Piper in, is in prison, it's on the news that she that the trial is happening, and then she's, you know. The judge finds her guilty. Mark Stewart, you're going to go to jail in Connecticut. I mean, that's what you do. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, and everyone thought, she's going to end up here, but she didn't. Who's going to be the first to go to Chowtown on that? No? Didn't happen there? I mean, someone was thinking it. Someone. Uh, yes, definitely. Quite a few people were thinking it. Yeah. Like, oh. there, were, there was a lot about being gay for this day, as it's called, in prison. There was, there was a lot of talk about it, but there weren't that many. Thank goodness for the Actually, show. The show like, really, the show really gets that right. The show has like the show has a handful of characters that you can tell are based on characters in the book. Yeah, but in the they, first season especially, they extrapolate a lot. Yeah, but there's just a, a good amount. Like for a show that is with a pretty much only female cast, as far as like the important characters, especially uh, with the female sort of creator. I think a lot of female writers. Diablo Cody wasn't it? Is she part of that? I think she was one of the original. I wouldn't be surprised. That's not the kind of thing. There's an awful lot of what feels like gratuitous titty meat shown in the show. Yeah, and in, in the book, there's, it doesn't happen. Right, well, because you can't really describe... It doesn't. It, I mean, also, it's in a satisfactory quote, way. Except for one quote when Piper is describing, like, the showers. And that how some people are very, like, shy and jump into the shower right away. And other yeah. people are like, yeah, whatever. There's oh, one quote, which they actually quoted in the first episode. And other than that, there's nothing else. Yeah, they kind of have... It, it, not that they have it easy. Not to say jail is easy, but they just kind of hang around. It, it just, just seems it, boring. It really, well, it, it really boring. kind of depicts what jail really is, which is just waiting. Wait, well, hold on. So I definitely wrote down in my notes that jail sounds like, according... In this book, jail sounds a lot less bad than what we sort of normally hear about well, the prison system. Women's a, minimum exactly, security prison. That is why. It's because it's women's prison. It is women's minimum security prison. I read a there's different no book. There's no real violence. There's no, like, violent criminals Crazy there. Sure. I read They're, like, in for fraud or wire fraud or... Stealing a loaf of bread to feed their family. Yeah, just like Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> it's... Or Jean Valjean, or Jean Valjean. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> or two four six zero one. Yeah. Uh, so I read a different book about uh, about someone who written by somebody who was in prison, and it's uh, a male prison is called In the Belly of the Beast by Jack Henry Abbott. Anyway, that book made prison sound truly like, horrifying, like Oz. Uh, no, okay, I've never seen that, but Oz from what I hear, Oz is a nightmare. It was not. My point is, this other book. That was both about not minimum security and it's a men's person. Definitely made it seem really, really bad. So those are just two different perspectives in the, in yeah, the prison it's, it's, system. It's an entirely different thing because, I mean, women, women's nonviolent prison is going to be a different experience than men's Max prison. security. Where guys are fucking murderers. Lifer mm-hmm. dudes. And like they've got nothing to lose. There's no lifers in this jail. No. Yeah, like the long-term sentence, people have two years. Or three. No, there's, there's, a, there's a few there, that there are There were a couple women that had over ten years. Yeah, but they're not in there for violent anything. Right, they, they embezzle some, a lot. Some of them are violent people, maybe, but there's there's never any risk that you're gonna get shanked. Right. But this 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 facility in Connecticut actually has a much higher security women's prison just down the hill, and yeah, there are a couple of people. The camp. There are a couple people that had gone had spent some time down there, and then in the and then in the now in the uh, minimum security, and like one of her bunkmates or bunkies was like, "Oh yeah, this isn't real." This isn't real this prison. Isn't real jail. I believe that was a plot line in the later seasons of the show. In the last they, season of the show, they all get they all sent down to the... After the riot, they get sent to Max. Yeah. And oh. it's very different. And people actually do start getting shanked. I remember there was an episode in the season two or three where she has to go testify. And she goes to... Uh, she's like a jail in Chicago or something well, like that. Well, that happened in the book. That's, yeah, yeah. That's, that's and that was like... 
scary shit. Like they You're put her the- in a room with three random people, and the and the other woman's like, "Hey, what's your sign?" And then like, she's like, "I don't really want to talk about her now." And the person's obsessed with it, and she wakes up and she's on top of her in her bunk and licks her face. <laughs> Just I mean, that was in people. the book, but they shouldn't lick her face in the book. I know. Yeah. She's like, what's your sign? Like, I, I, you know, well, because people become obsessed with weird fucking shit when you're so, never going to see the light of day again. The, the part of the book of, of the book that shows the much crazier prison is when she gets shipped to Chicago because she's going to go testify at this trial of this other person. And she's, she's literally a the, prison the mental institution in Chicago. And that just see, that seemed much worse, even though there wasn't like... There wasn't violence, but they were kept in like a locked room, lights on all day. They can't even see outside. There are no it was facilities. Like our, it's just our envisionment of jail. Envisionment yeah. is not a word, but I'm going to say it with was. That. It definitely sounded a lot, a lot worse, a lot more depressing. Like it sounded less like camp, like and more forced, like a mental forced sleepaway camp. We should lighten the mood, and you don't know, could do that. Not going to jail, but <laughs> this beer because they don't have that there. Unless you make it in the turlet. This is from a Hermit Thrush Brewery in Brattleboro, Vermont. It's called Party Jam Blood Orange. Kettle soured wild ale with blood oranges. Why, Nate? Why this? There's no well, party in jail. It has the word orange. There were quite a it. few parties in jail. Whoa. They definitely did have a lot of parties. They had right? a bunch of parties. I mean, not just for holidays, but also like somebody's birthday or somebody was getting out. They, I, was. I, really, I really enjoyed their um, descriptions of all the food? The, the food that they could make with a microwave and the shittiest ingredients in the world, like how to make a cheesecake with... Prison cheesecake, yeah. Prison cheesecake. Like, Resourceful. They're like MacGyver, but with shitty stuff. I guess he also <laughs> had shitty stuff, but they also only made food. But they made a bunch of shit in there. It's, it's really weird. It's kind of the inventiveness of being... Like necessity is a mother of invention. Exactly. And they're all mothers of invention. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but they hate Frank Zappa. As you should, <laughs> as you should. Moving All on. All right. So, how's the beer? Uh, it's, it's 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 sour it's a, it's as a, it's a sour ale. I'm on sip three, and it is still kind of potent. It gets better. It's not. It, I mean, after the orange ginger beer, everything is irrelevant. Yeah, we went from like the life. sweetest thing yes. to the sourest thing. It's 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 not bad in terms of sour ales. It's fine. It is fine. That's fair. But it is kind of. It's only fault as being in the best episode of beers. <laughs> <laughs> It has a really fun can. It has a like. It is, it is Willy, great. It looks like Willy Wonka's underwear. Yeah, <laughs> or like the uh, the Vatican Guard on like a really fancy gay Pride Week. The, the Swiss Guards. <laughs> Pride Week. <laughs> Swiss Guard at Pride Week. When the Swiss Guards take it another level. Yeah, because <laughs> it's Pride Week. Well, no, too flamboyant. <laughs> and they still wear that shit. Yeah, a bunch of weirdos. They're all like six and a half foot tall Swiss guys. They're all just trying to dress like out, clowns. They're all just trying to keep out chopper services. <laughs> Need a warrant. You didn't hear anything. That robe is rustling on its own. That's an interesting. I don't. You know, it's so sour for me. I don't get the orange flavor. No, I don't get any orange flavor at all. Just get. It's old, just sour. Sour. But also, I've never eaten a blood orange. I don't know if it tastes different it, than a regular orange. It's I've mostly had, the same. I've had enough beers made with blood orange at this point, and they just taste like fucking orange, as far as I can tell, in beer at least. It's it just tastes like orange. Okay, it's basically. But they're the like same. redder. They're very red. Yeah. So, Lady Jail. She Jail. One thing that Piper Kerman said kind of a lot was how, well, well, or her indictment of the of the prison system, where it's like, and, and the criminal justice system, because a lot of the people that she meets are either have like drug addiction problems, or yeah. just like, or or are emotionally disturbed, or have absolutely no experience with the real you could say job market or employ or economy. It's yeah, only no, the shadow economy. And like almost everybody is in there for, seems like for, for drug offenses. There was an exceptional amount of drugs. Well, so. she seems to be saying stuff about mandatory drug sentencing. Yeah. There was certainly a lot of that. Yeah. But I mean, it's, they had like the part where the, um, the person comes to talk to them about job interviews and all mm-hmm. the advice they give is just bullshit. And they can't answer any questions because the person, that they, they just got the prison the, guards yeah, they got to the guard. do the half hour like, little talk. They, they have like these, uh, workshops that they're, you know, legally required to give, but they get people that don't know what they're talking about to do them. So it's like, yeah, we fill a requirement, but no one's actually getting anything out of this. One of the... There's no correction There's no correction There's no rehabilitating. There's zero. It doesn't exist. Another one was like uh, about housing, and a guy teaches them like how to put on shingles. Yeah, I was like, I'm not going to fucking shingle my roof living in an apartment building. How do I get public housing? Uh, I don't know, but here's how you find a stud. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid. Which some of them are not interested in. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'll set it up You knock it down Okay so uh, I was thinking that too I was like I'm gonna make a stud joke in there. Alley-oop 
yeah, so they get there's no actual rehabilitation, which I, I I don't think you needed to read this book to know no. that that's uh, an issue in the possibly, prison Possibly, but a lot of people just don't fucking care or understand. Well, there is definitely an attitude that I find myself agreeing with many times. It's like, hey, you fucking fucked up. You're in jail now. Like, you get Sir, punished. Uh, prison is for punishment. But the recidivism rate is... It's ridiculous. It's insane. It's insane. I blame the schools. I mean, it's well, certainly but, part of it. I mean, there's a, well, there's a bunch of schools here that is called like the school to jail funneling. Uh, no, it's to prison, prison, prison to pi- uh, prison pipeline. Or whatever, yeah, school yeah. to prison pipeline. Yeah, I knew there was it was Allegedly. like a phrase like that. Yeah, so that's a thing. Uh, I think there's some accuracy to that. There's a lot of accuracy to that. Like people who just never because there's definitely opportunity in it for people, but if you don't know how to access that, and you live in yeah. a poor, shitty place. And criminal you know, pe- things, people, especially things that don't seem that criminal mm-hmm. or aren't really enforced. Pe- people stereotype it as an urban thing, but it's not an urban thing. No. no. It's, it's, it's an urban thing when you live in the cities. Yeah, it's an urban thing, like, it's it's urban thing but it's also a rural thing. There's, because urban is, is, urban is fucking urban is code, code for black. For black. Yeah. yeah, it's black. Okay. But like, Which there's is a bunch orange. of people in... Oh, yeah. <laughs> or, oh, fuck, <laughs> there are orange. <laughs> as you're saying, sorry. Was that, no, no, it's fine. Um... Like, the, like the, one of the characters in, in the show, it's much bigger, but in the... Pensatucky. Pensatucky. Yeah. Is, you know, there's just these huge... There's also drug stuff. It's just this vast, vast number of people locked up in bumblefuck wherever for just being addicted to meth or oxy. Yeah. And it's just... We have more prisoners than China. That's because they shoot most of theirs. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Certainly. also not quite true, but uh, uh, represent per, per capita, I guess. No, actually, I think more. We know we definitely the United States has three million people in jail, so which like is close to one percent of the population. It is the biggest prison population in the world, like period. And women's joke. <laughs> and <laughs> women's joke. <laughs> and per capita, it is still it is obviously also the biggest prison population, <laughs> the biggest prison population in the world, and it is for. A lot of it is the mandatory it's minimum for sentences that were sort of put into place in the 80s and the 90s, and is a lot for a lot for low level drug crime. Um, this is like the three strikes kind of shit. Yes, and the three, three strikes, like you, if you deal weed three times, you go to jail for life. This was this had widespread bipartisan support in the it early did. 90s. Absolutely, yeah. it wasn't a right Every, or left it, thing. It was like a arms race for jail. Yeah. Like and both Republicans and Democrats were like, no, we're tougher than yeah, it wasn't, we're yeah. tougher on crime. It wasn't like a political it was crazy. thing, but it's just the way it is now, it has not worked. It has drug, not worked Drug all abuse way. is worse than ever. That's true. But it's, but actually, well, I, I, I mean, in the book, it talks about, you know, she talks about uh, a couple of people that she met. Some, one of which is like, yes, as soon as I get out, I'm going to get high again. And that's obviously prison hasn't fixed that problem at all whatsoever. And then other people who literally don't know what else to do besides go back to either selling drugs or carrying yeah, money There were people in there that had been in jail like five or seven or ten times. Yeah. Like, and, oh, we got to take another year off. And they just don't have anything else. To, they have no other options. And if prison just did a little bit better job of, okay, now that you've been punished, here's what else you can do so that you don't have to come back here again. And the prison does basically almost nothing to help that. Well, I've heard this. And I think I heard it discussing with you, Jimmy, at some point. Like, there's, Is the point of prison to punish people or is it to fix people? Who are broken in some way? Right? Like, like the, if you commit a crime, like there's something wrong. The, like, uh, the, for the most part, the lofty goal is to correct people, but the, it doesn't the, happen. There are no, no steps taken to get there, or very few. I'm sure there are like you there's know, watch 60 there, minutes. Hey, you know, there, there are people, that's doing there a good people thing. that can't be fixed, and I'm not going to say that murderer, but, like people like some shit, but like drug addicts, there's nothing. All they do is go. They have to. They're forced to go cold turkey, which is fucking cruel. Which, yeah, and I'm surprised no one has argued that that's cruel and unusual. They don't, give, they don't give a shit about drug addicts here. There's they put them in no, jail for being addicted of, to drugs. There are a lot of people who fight for prison rights and for a lot reform of people, and for people who are falsely imprisoned. I'm surprised that no one's actually said anything about that. But it's it's still, in the scheme of things, they don't care. Not about... Because well, being a drug addict is people. seen as being a moral failing. Yes, certainly. This is a very, still, you know, at its core, a puritanical country. Well, it's, it's, the, only, it's the only the disease you could uh, get yelled at for having. Damn it. You got lupus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why the fuck did you get lupus? Right? Like, one doesn't sound, one sounds wrong. Oh, Mitch Hedberg. Who was a drug addict. And OD'd. Or had a heart attack or something. Drug related. Yeah, heart attack related after a speedball. <laughs> he also said, uh, I like the FedEx guy because he's a drug dealer and he doesn't even know it. <laughs> <laughs> Which was what Piper got busted for. Yes. By the way, her name, I thought that was a fake name. That's a ridiculous name. Piper? Piper Kerman. 
I mean, Piper is a, to- is a total upper class white girl. I heard Kermit in my head every time. Yes, certainly. That's the one, you know, rereading the book, she's like, she, the first couple chapters especially, I mean, maybe she came to grips with her privilege, but she's, oh, she definitely did. she's such a douche in those she, first couple she, chapters. I think she fully realized in jail what she, a privileged I, life she I was. had a great life to throw away. I, I mean, a lot of it. Of, a lot of it mm-hmm. was just like shit you did when she was a dumb kid. And I mean, I fully, like, I didn't do anything that drastically illegal yeah, when I was you a kid. Just I did ska music. Everyone, <laughs> hey, I, it should illegal. be illegal. It's uh, not illegal. <laughs> this is America. Last I checked, we still have some freedoms. But you know, she did acknowledge that she's dumb shit she did when a kid. And then you know, years later, caught up with her, and she, she acknowledges that. But she realizes that you know, after seeing all those people, like how hard it is for them, and yeah. like she really just fucked up. She's like she the, got taken in by the you know the, she was a bored white girl who went to you know like Smith. the hippie at Smith mm-hmm. and she's like oh I don't know what to do with myself I'm gonna work my for a degree in drama I just don't yeah. want to go to law school so I'm gonna go do this I'm instead. gonna travel the world and go to Bali and snort heroin off a lady's tit it's gonna be great <laughs> but I'm bored doing it like she was she was insufferable it, it was so, I just I think she got wandered she definitely around. got taken down a few pegs in jail. Yeah, totally. And it was apparent, just like, oh, bitch, you learned. It is, but she also then tries to make her, like, the chat, like, I don't know. The part it after she's, like... It was like, definitely, like, the uh, white observer of African he, cultures kind of thing, like... a couple of things she said, like, the whole thing, like, yeah, I was bored, I didn't know what to do with myself in, like, 1993 with my degree in like, drama. Bitch, anything. So I moved to the hate Ashbury section of San Francisco and, like, worked as a barista and hung out, and I was just so bored. Because well, you didn't have to be a grown-up. In the yeah, 90s, anyone could have done that. Sure, but she didn't have to. Be it didn't a cost up. It was five thousand dollars for a studio in hate. Then, and then she says, like after she dumps uh, concert face and comes back to the stage, she's like, "I just put it behind me and set my price for myself so high, no one could buy me again." Like, oh fuck off! You used them just as much as they used you. Yeah, she but she a... never really owns it. She does. I, I think. I think by the end, by the time she's in jail and she's going through it, she realizes. You know, she says, I was this dumb, stupid kid. And, and she does say at one point, you know, after meeting all of these other drug addicts that, yeah, she you know, was, she, oh, was, she did now this to them. I realize the part I played like, in the drug. I brought the drugs that ruined these people's lives. In the drug system, yeah. She, she does acknowledge that, but. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, the 1% fu- mingling with the lower, the did please. Did you say that like Bernie Sanders? The, the 1%. The 1%. I was trying to say like Fraser, the 1%. <laughs> But it's not that different than what you talk normally, dude. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Wait, Bernie or Fraser? Fraser. I don't talk like Fraser. Say it again. Say your Fraser. Say the one percent normally. One percent. It's fully full of shit. That's not you said. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. It's not like Fraser though. You said it like the one percent. Let me say it like Fraser. The one percent. It was like the same thing. Either know. your Fraser sucks. My Fraser definitely sucks. Or your Fraser. Fraser. Miles. <laughs> Speaking of Fraser, let's have a beer. Uh, okay, is that so, a sherry? <laughs> Do you ever see the episode where uh, Fraser and Niles are competing, like who's better at knowing wine? And they're on a wine tasting at their wine douchebag preppy club thing, and they have to say, "This is a blend of this and blah blah blah." I think it's fifty fifty. He's like, "No, it's fifty five forty five percent." Yeah, I do remember that one. <laughs> We can't taste that well, but let's have a beer anyway. This is not a blend. This is called Multicolor. It's by Finback. I brought I this. It's a blend of colors. Uh, I brought it, and there is my uh, Jimmy connection, because orange and black are colors, and uh, that's multiple <laughs> that's colors. A reasonable, so that's a it's reasonable reason. So it's a multi Double colors. India Pale Ale. 46% alcohol. <laughs> no. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, it's not that many. I don't see where it, it says. says it, by, it says about the barcode. 8.4? That's about where most of their IPAs end up at a Finback. It's, it's silver on white. It's also sweaty as balls because the can is pretty 8% by volume, yeah. Oh, all right. I was close. No, 8.4. By okay, I was right. You're right. You're right. Okay. So it, anyway, it, it was is, a struggle to see, though. This is very nice. This is definitely very nice. Yeah, this is a solid, solid IPA. I like all these colors. Also, if you want to, I don't know, be racial. Well, that, that is a big part of it also is the... Uh, the racial divisions within jail. So they call it tribal. It gets very tribal it in is, jail. It's definitely tribalism. But they call it like, you know, the divisions of where they all live, like the hood and Spanish Harlem, or the ghetto for the, the black girls lived, and <laughs> Spanish Harlem or whatever, right? For where the, she's in. She lives in Spanish Harlem, or she right. lives in the ghetto. Uh, she kind of like was, is one of the few white people. Sort of oh, she, she lives in Spanish Harlem, like she's in but, her, Russian but her roommate at first is the, not Jamaican, but like some sort of Caribbean island woman. For a long time, 
Eventually, she moves in with a Russian woman. Both are characters on the show, vaguely. Red. The, Russian, the Russian one is. Who, is, a, who was the captain old... on Star Trek Deep Space Nine? Oh, God. I, had no, I looked at her and I was like, oh, fuck, it is her. I can't believe you watched Deep Space Nine. I didn't. When <laughs> I saw pictures of her, I knew that she was a person. I didn't watch any Star Trek. I'm not a fucking lame bitch. Um, also, they... <laughs> fuck uh... you. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you're a Trekkie, Nate. Never seen Deep Space Nine. No, nope. I mean, I've not seen even people who like Star Trek watch Deep Space I've Nine. I've seen <laughs> episode, and it was bad, so sure, I you really don't watch that. But it's, she was it the is same the Star Trek that sounds most like a porno, no. by the way. Uh, yeah, deep in her space with nine. Just Deep Space Nine, <laughs> and you had two apostrophes at the end. <laughs> Close. No? All right. Anyway, there is also a Caribbean woman that's her roommate in the first season who gets put away at the end of the... Because uh, right. she's like I, close so to getting... so long ago. She's getting close to being paroled or something. Like she's she close to wanna, getting out. She's up in she doesn't want to live out, so she like does... She like attacks a guard or something like that, and they send oh. her down to the... Well, ranks. in the book, she just gets out. Yeah, because <laughs> the because the show dramatizes everything to a ridiculous oh, yeah, degree. 100%. In the book, it's more like, oh, jail's fucked up. She'd been in there a long time. She knew all the ropes and, you know, taught her, taught her how to live in jail. Yep. And then... She went on her way. She's the magical, uh, the magical Negro she character. Kinda, you know what? She kind of was. She yeah. kind of was. But, I mean, it was technically, I mean, according to Piper, a real person and not a trope. But she kind of was the, the magical Negro character. She was. All right. So mm-hmm. um, we have one more beer. And it's actually about a specific thing in the book, about one of the things she does to oh, pass yeah. her time. Pass her time. So half the time she spends it, like, doing yoga and running track. Like, she yeah, gets she- into jail shape. Well, I mean, that is she's, the thing. Like, she's probably have, ripped by the end. I mean, if you just do distance running, you're pretty thin. Distance runners are pretty thin. Just ask the people. She's, also a, she's also a white girl from Connecticut. She's going to be pretty thin. Right. She's getting she like from, a Pilates body. She's from New York. I can't remember. Um, I don't remember where she's from originally. I think it was Massachusetts. It's one of the Where's Smith? I don't even know where the hell that is. Uh, I don't know either. This is McKellar Hop Shop. Imperial IPA. Did we get this one when we were at City Field? They redo this. We did have it there, but this is a different hop bill. They okay, redo so it. It's the same one, hops. but different hops. Yeah, so I actually don't know what's in here. It is. It doesn't say. It, it doesn't say. It's a, always a solid IPA to get, though. And that's originally named after the chop shops outside of City Field where, where McKellar and Wessie is. Yeah. A chop shop, if you don't it's know. It's literally depicted on the can art. If you're from a more. Uh, in you know, civilized part of the world, or a more rural part, in Queens, yeah, a chop shop is a place where people take more or less stolen cars, more or less. <laughs> they take <laughs> more they rather take, than they less. take more of the car, and they take it apart to sell its parts off because they're valuable that way, and, and it can't be traced. Hard to trace. No one's going to find old stolen tires. Well, well, now new cars have um, VIN numbers and everything all over the goddamn place. Shit's like written on the inside of the car, so you could track it. But you still have to find the thirty-eight people that took a piece of your card. Yeah, you know, you're not gonna get the car back. Yeah, you never you know. But but it does save you on your insurance. I found out <laughs> if you have a car that has that. Um, so yeah, that's that's uh, outside of City Field. There are a whole bunch of like grimy auto body places that are called chop shops. I don't know if that's exactly what their business is. They're they're mechanics. Yeah, there's definitely some chop shop action going on, but sure. they're, they're, they are mechanics. It's just for some reason there's 15 of them on one block. It's very odd. And the road there is literally the worst road in uh, the earth. That's why the most successful guy there is the tire replacement dude probably. <laughs> Axle repair guy. <laughs> so yeah, what do you think of this? I, I don't know what hops are in it, but it changes constantly. It's, it's, it's nice. very nice. I like it a lot. I think it's good. It's a little uh it's a little earthier than I expected. Mm. Kind of like a like dark the- a dark flavor palette. Like the people yep. of Queens, the salt of the earth. So yeah, chop shop. But oh, so she gets into the jail shape. But also, she works in like the machine shop making lamps. She learns <laughs> to be like lamps. an electrician almost, like a, a barely functional electrician. Uh, so she works there. In the show, the guy is a real asshole who works there. Like in the show, he's kind of like check or something like that. His name. Yeah, he's kind of like a stoner, uninvolved guy. In the book, he's like an uninvolved. He's worse in the book. Yeah, he's objectively worse. And yeah, the he's show almost, he's, he's borderline. He's, he's he only interacts with them to abuse them. Besides that, he does not talk to them. He's just waiting for his twenty. His twenty years. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, which is was said in the. She says a lot of the guards are just put their time in. They don't give a shit about anyone, and then they retire. You know, my dad uh, almost got hired as a prison guard in the eighties. Uh, he had the opportunity. He was working at a uh, at Con Edison. Um, Keeping your lights on. You're welcome. And uh, that was my dad. No, he was working there. And then my uh, dad's a big dude. And uh, he was in shape and liked to lift weights. And someone was like, hey, you should go. There's a job over at this prison and you could make decent money. And it, I don't know if it was a union gig or whatever, but like, it seemed like a, have, it seemed a, union, like a pretty yeah. good thing. And my uncle, who was a cop, was like, you don't want to do that. He's like, what do you mean? That's what the fuck do I care? And he's like, no, no. Working in jail 
it's the same thing as being in jail, except you get to sleep in your bed at night. He's like, whoa, is that true? Like, yeah, it's terrible. It's, I mean, it's not great, especially men's prisons. You're going to oh, get no, sent you to could a get place, murdered. yeah, where, you know, bad things happen a lot. You're like eight or ten, however long your shift is, hours of intense, like you can't check your phone there. You can't, like, I got to go take a dump, guys. All you have is a stick. I feel like at the bigger, well, they have like guys in tower, the, like my vision of, of prisons from like oh, Hollywood. Yeah. Or it's Shawshank like, Redemption. Yeah. It's like yeah, dudes they, with like rubber bullet rifles. They don't allow ru- guns in the jail. Because an inmate could just steal it. Yeah. I mean, oh, you could, if, if you're sense. in the tower, maybe, but they don't do that so much anymore. That's like the 50s. Yeah. But you, can, but you, you cannot have a gun of any kind if you are in the jail area, in with inmates, it's not yeah. allowed. It's all like close for combat exactly stuff. Exactly that reason. You have a you have, you have a club, and if you get if there's a riot, you know, you or a small riot, dead. they you know well they'll put on riot gear, but they do not still they still don't have guns. They have sticks and shields because you cannot let the prisoners get a gun. Jesus Christ! Yeah, mm-hmm. terrifying. You would think it doesn't work well. The system. Oh, no, it doesn't work well. You would think so, yeah. But you think people would notice and be like, "Huh, it seems like we're not doing." A oh, good they job. notice, but I mean, people don't care enough. There is a certain. It's because you're in jail. You did a bad thing. Go yeah, fuck you. Yeah, a certain and, amount of like it's your fault. You, and having a prison that is, you you could sort of say more humane, but more about fixing people, more about what's the word? I can't think of it right Rehabilitation. Now. Rehabilitation sounds like you're. It sounds too nice. It's like, like why? Like, it sounds like not punishment anymore. Yeah, like, oh, you why? committed a crime. You get therapy for free. Why are you trying to better this person? We could spend that money on somebody who didn't go to mm-hmm. commit a crime. And people who didn't commit a crime, they have to pay for their own therapy. They have to pay for their own classes in X, Y, and Z. They have to pay for something. And the people who committed a crime, they get free. They get a free education. They get a free blah blah blah. It there are certainly there is a way in which that does not sound fair. I could see that. Yeah. I, I, could I mean, totally this doesn't happen. That. This happens in the show. It doesn't happen in the book. But in the show, the prison gets. Trans- privatized. It gets privatized because of private. So it's it's a it's a for profit industry. Yeah, it that's is crazy. in their incentive to imprison more people. They get to paid per prisoner and treat like and give you less. They stuff. get paid per prisoner, and their incentive is to pay as much as little as they can in taking care of that prisoner. So they will overcrowd and feed neutral loaf, and so it's an industry. The here. lamest meatloaf cover band ever. <laughs> it's New Hampshire neutral loaf. <laughs> Yeah, the, the the private prison thing is is mind boggling to me. I mean, it's as not a person, mind boggling t- to me. Well, I mean, I understand, how, especially as a person who votes more, way more conservatively. I understand like people are like, hey, that's a way to like the government doesn't spend as much money and let the market decide. But like, that's a thing where it's like, yeah, the market's that, not deciding that. That's, like, that's <laughs> not. I, I, it's just I, I, it, with a very inhumane. cursory understanding, like a very surface level, like, oh yeah, a company's going to do a better job. That's always the argument. More right? efficient job. They're going to do a more efficient job, job than the government because they actually need to make money, whereas the government kind of doesn't. I understand that argument for many different things, but, but for the, prison, it, it leaves really out a lot, of, a lot of points that matter a lot, like the government is the one that pays that company. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it, it, it falls apart at prison. I mean, it falls apart in many places, but it falls apart at prison right away. <laughs> Like a house of cars. And it's their incentive to make sure as many people get locked up as they can. And there's and no reason to help to rehabilitate people yeah. because they make more money when more people go to prison. Right. They should actually get paid for the amount of people who don't get longer recidiv- sentences. Like low, yeah. less recidiv- recidivism. Back. Yeah. They want you know, long sentences or if they come back, sure, they get, they get paid either way. Yeah. I and mean, it doesn't really apply to this book, but it is basically the same thing. Like, in this, like the prison system just doesn't have the money to rehabilitate them. So uh, yes, the, the like putting somebody in prison is already really expensive. Uh, what I read recently or heard recently was that at Rikers Island here in New York, it costs to put somebody away for a year costs thirty thousand dollars. That's actually like, lower than I thought it would be. That's it costs thought, yeah. it costs more to put somebody in prison than it does to send them to Harvard for a year. Harvard's like, only thirty grand. They actually have a huge endowment, so they can actually keep their keep their costs they a little bit lower. Because like, I remember when we were in high school, like was it George Washington was like forty grand? That's fifteen years ago. NYU so, is fifty. No, it's like cold. <laughs> anyway, it's, it's it's a lot of money. So my I point is, it's Harvard my, offers scholarships. My point is, even though and everybody offering, gets paid, just just showing up. Even though offering a lot of services to prisoners would be a lot more expensive because you got to hire a lot of psychologists and a lot of social workers and a lot of blah 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 and a lot Drug, that is. But counselors. at the same time. That is still a cheap price compared to just putting them back in prison a year later when they reoffend. So it is especially when the, worth it when the laws are written in such a way that on your second offense you get even more, more time. time. Yeah, 
Precisely. So it definitely is cost effective, but we still just don't do it. I think I think when you guys have pointed out, there's like a mental block. Why are yeah, we I mean, giving free even, shit even, to bad even people? Even me, I you know I'm pretty far to the left. You're, like, you make you make Nate blush. Yeah, but it's just like I certainly think that you know therapy for some people is worthless, and I am pro death penalty certainly. <laughs> Jesus some, Christ! For okay. some, for even some, I'm not pro death penalty. For some people. For very, very, very few people. Not for, like, just regular everyday murderers. Like, the worst of us. I know. Yeah, the people who, like, murdered 11 children and ate their, wore their heads as a hat. So you, yeah. Yeah, so, nothing, yeah like, no don't even bother. Get, don't even bother. I, I feel just, that on a gut level, but on, like, a logical level. Like, well, where do you draw the line? I draw, that's why I, I was that, just like... That's where I draw the line. Right there. That's where the line is. Is it 10, is it ten children or 11 children? If you killed eight, it's is ten. that okay? Ten. Yeah, <laughs> if, you, if you have eight life, ten, you're, you, get shot. you get shot out back. <laughs> All right. Well, tune All in right, next they, week when the drunk guys solve the other problems of the world. So uh, one way in which Piper talks about how she was definitely more privileged than virtually everyone else is that her, her fiancé came to visit her every single week. Her mother came to visit her every yeah. single week. She had they tons of people like coming to visit her. Eight hours a she day got care packages. She, care she packages had money at the concert. She was reading like and hard literature. Yeah. I remember when I read this the first time, some of the books she mentions, like I never even fucking heard of that book. She read like a New Yorker article, you know, just like, Name dropping fancy books that oh, she yeah. was like yeah, reading tons for and tons, fun. Yeah. I guess if you have nothing but time, okay, sure. So after the fourth yeah, time I read Infinite Jest, I decided <laughs> to go to the gym. I like, finished all of Descartes in month one. <laughs> yeah, she was reading like hard, like and all that luxurious. All the yeah. other women would in come up to her, like, "Can I borrow a book?" And they're like, "I don't know what any of this shit is." <laughs> and like, "Do you have Sister Soldier?" And like, "Uh, no, sorry. <laughs> Try this." And tanned her to kill a mockingbird. I don't remember, this, but uh, yeah. Would you like there a, was a there was a drop of white savior in there, uh, just a drop, just a drop. So yeah, she hangs and she gets at the at the the commissary. She has money to buy mm-hmm. whatever they bought, like razor blades. I don't know what they bought. You know, like I don't think they hi- sell those. Like <laughs> hygiene, <laughs> they shave, they they like hygiene they have, products. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to say then she she their uh, they did they did, but they had like you know they it was like safety, carefully checked. I believe also yeah, have like safety razors to the max. They're like, like um, with the, with with the uh, scissors with, we give to kindergartners. Yeah, they were fan- fancy patterns, and it has still had the plastic thing on. It. <laughs> it's it's, it's <laughs> it doesn't in curly cues all your all your pit hairs. Uh, yeah, so she does. She hangs around, and then eventually she's out. Like, uh, so she happens? like the the part where she finally does meet, or she finally does run into. Uh, she runs the, into the person, the woman. I forget her name. Right at the top of my they call her Alex Voss in the book. But that's a pseudonym. It is a pseudonym. So uh, it's Cleary Walters in real life. Is that a secret? Are you allowed to say that? No, she's come out hundred uh, percent about she's, it. She's she's been in public saying yeah, she's I was been the public. person. I am the person that's based. So on. anyway, she runs into the when they transfer her to Chicago to testify. Yeah. They all put them in the same jail before they testify. Yeah, and she's like, Which oh, Nora. you would think is pretty. Nora, she's Nora in, in the book. book. Yeah, Nora is, is is the name of the book. Oh, but, um, okay, yeah. So. You would think the prison system would be a little bit smarter about not putting defendants who probably, you know, write each other out in the same That implies that there's some sort of communication. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Somebody would check that, but clearly they don't. Because, you know, I mean, the book is written to make it a little bit more dramatic. But uh, you would think, like, holy shit, they're going to kill each other. She really... Did like, think you're she the person was, or she who I haven't she seen was going in ten to. years, but you're the person who put me in jail. Like, you would think some shit would go down, but it didn't. They ended up, I mean, not being like happy with each other, but didn't kill each other either. They hash it out. Well, they're both kind of able to say, "Hey, that drug dealer, he's a real asshole." Yeah, I mean, they both. Re- I mean, she thought that this woman had ratted her out, but she didn't. I mean, she took her word for it, but mm-hmm. I mean, it was pretty evident that it wasn't her. She was just another lackey. Yeah, who just was flossing in 1994, buying all the cassette tapes she wanted with that yeah, sweet drug money. up. And she was like, that's what they were doing. They were like hanging around in cool hotels. That, going, that was the extent to, of their cool across life. the world. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that is pretty sweet. Can't afford to do that. All, uh, but but yeah. when you picture like having lots of dough, like, I don't know if that's, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm not dreaming It's not big quite enough. Scarface. Right, yeah. Yeah. Like, well, hey, you could buy your own island. I got like, us the early admission tickets to Lilith Fair. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's, that's, that's a lot for them. <laughs> we're going to see the whole Sarah McLaughlin set. <laughs> that's the dream, baby. And holes playing, <laughs> and I'll be playing yours. <laughs> so, uh, so what is this book about? Why is this book famous? Because well, a it's show. famous because of the show. But I still found I, I, mean, but, I mean, they wouldn't the have show. made a, a show out of it if it didn't like resonate with people to a certain degree. I bet critics tore this apart. 
to a large degree. I bet, I bet a lot of critics would criticize her for not being more aware and more judgmental of other things. Like, like, you know, it's just kind of like, here's a cool story when I went to jail for a year. I, I don't know. I didn't get that vibe from it at all. No, I, I don't know. I got, I mean, I got the vibe that she really did figure her shit out. There's nothing particularly condemning here either. Condemning of what? The prison system. Well, racism, I mean, that would be a, be a much. There was, it, yeah, it certainly touched on it. But, yeah, but it's just but, kinda, she, she's not qualified to. Right, but then why did she need to write her story? Like, why did her story have to get published at all then? Why couldn't this be a blog? She's, I mean, well, she's still a white lady is, who wrote a know, book. Do you know of another book about a white lady who went to a woman's prison for a year? I don't. Like, it's unique. That's that's. Let's, I difference. bet there are plenty of other books that are like that that are just not as. Popular. I mean, there she was helping the women in the jail write their papers for school because they were functionally illiterate. Sure. So the There's the medium doesn't drop even savior. exist for a lot. Like these women are not going to write a book because they can't they can't write. Fair. And totally. you know, if even if it's a biased as fuck, like privileged window into that, that's the only one we have. Maybe it'll it's, it's a step. It's a step in the right direction. I mean, it's fine. I, I'm actually my my question I had for myself reading this a second time is like, why do I give a fuck about memoirs? <laughs> like, I don't really. I why do people? I don't. I don't read anybody's like autobiography or their biography of anything. I don't care about unless you really care about them. Yeah, that particular person. But this is more. It's more about a place and a, a system than her. It's you know it's it's framed around her. But it's not like, I grew up there, and then I did this, and then I did this, and then I did this. Like, I don't give a shit what you did. Even if you're, like, someone I care about, I still don't generally care about what they did as a child. You wouldn't read, like, if Les Claypool wrote an autobiography? I mean, I, I've, I have read the, the, the Primus, Primus book. The Primus book. I've read that. It's great. Yeah, but when they're talking about the music and shit, I don't care what happened to those kids. You want to learn about him learning how to play the bass? No, you it's... play the bass, too. Yeah, but that's not something I really... It's not something that I, I could ever really care about. Like, whenever people watch like like late night shows or interviews with celebrities like oh how are these people right now i don't give a fuck what someone's like as a person no i never watch interviews yeah it's like you're an actor i don't care what you're like as a person it doesn't matter to me i agree for like most people except for the people i actually really really like even people people, I, i like their stuff what they're like as a real person i don't give two shits about it doesn't matter to me because that because the person i know acts or does music but their day-to-day life is not really important to me. So then why should we give a shit about a person who's not even famous as a story? Because this is, I mean, it's, it's, about, it's about something else. It's about life in jail. This is really a book about life in jail, not like my life and the time I went to jail. It is kind of that. But it it's about, a, yeah. it's, got a broader, it's got a broader subject to it. It's like, it's about a thing, it's a thing that, that I, I had, took part in. I had never like read about or knew much about, so I found yeah. that very interesting. And I also felt like, because you can't help, but when you, when you read something like this, you can't help but ask yourself or think about like, well, what would I do in that of situation? Course, yeah. What would I feel in that situation? And like the part in the, you know, the beginning of the book, and she's describing how, you know, this is years later and she's being charged and she has to tell her boyfriend, her family, her boyfriend's family. Yeah. Like, by oh, the way, ten this years is happening ago, I to fucked me, up. and I'm so terrified. Like, oh my god, I can definitely like understand that. And then also, the feeling of you know when she was in prison and she was so grateful for all the people who came to visit her, like her boyfriend and her mother and her, her yeah. even her like boyfriend's parents and all the and she was grateful for that. And just, you and know, just and grateful you have to, to have yourself, a prison like, cheesecake. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and the prison cheesecake and. That I sounds found like it, a weird sex move, by the yeah, way. It really does. I gave her a prison cheesecake. <laughs> I was like, oh, God. Was it your up? birthday? How'd you clean up afterwards? <laughs> Made with real formanda. <laughs> but it was something that happened to her, but happened to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I, so. I get that. Um, I guess. Then why not just write a... I mean, I guess she's not a novelist, right? So that's, that's what you could do. Because if it's a novel, then you could say it's fiction. It's based on truth. I'm sure there's a good amount of fiction in this book, too. Yeah, I'm certainly some some dramatic exaggerating. There was, I mean, there wasn't that much I saw that could be exaggerated. It wasn't like she didn't. It was, it was fair. The whole thing, it was a ninety percent. Nothing ever happened. It's just, it's just bored. Mm -hmm. Prison is just a waiting room. I feel like that was the most realistic aspect of it. It was you just spend time. You're just waiting. It's just you are just hoping that time passes quickly, and eventually you're done with it, and nothing happens for a year. And you just, that's it. You're just wasting time. Nothing is good or bad is happening. You just are. And that's what I got out of it was prisons just killing time. Sounds about right. Which one of these beers would you sentence to being the best one today? 
It's not even a fucking choice. No, no the the, the I, ginger beer is like. I would drink that so every day delicious. of my life. All right, which one would you send? Uh, which if, is if, the worst? If you took that out, I don't want to say which one's the worst because we still want sponsors. But which <laughs> one? If we took that out of the actual beer, so that's a ginger beer. That's true. Which means its parents don't love it. What would? Uh, I'd say either the multicolor or what was the other one? Orange Crush. I mean, the sour one was not as much fun to drink. No. It wasn't. Wait, we're we talking about the worst one or the best one? Best, best, best. The second best, you mean? Second best. This is this is off the table. I would say I would Go say either of the, either of the Finbacks. I'd say multicolor probably. Finback is. Pretty solid. I mean, well, to be fair, one is the sour, which is never going to win, and the other one is Hop Shop, which is it was fine, which is like a thing, but it wasn't an orange, wasn't an orange beer. It's about the only one that wasn't actually today, or had a vague connection to the color orange. Yeah, that is actually kind of. All right, cool. Uh, I think I think ultimately, as much as I criticize the book, it is a fun read. It's breezy, great beach read. It was great, Im- easy. It thing. was immensely better than I thought it would be. I went in thinking it would be like, eh, whatever. If you're looking for more, you know, titty shots and lesbian porn, watch the show. Yeah. But the book is actually pretty decent. Yeah, there's, mm-hmm. no, there's none of that in the book. It's a fatal flaw. <laughs> um, also in the book, she's not gay in the end. She's not a practicing lesbian. Yeah. She just marries <laughs> the dude and, you know, they get on with it. Right. Um, That's the opposite of the show. Yeah. He actually... He Poor leaves, Jason Biggs. He leaves the show after like two seasons. He, she, well, you know, she's she's in jail for six seasons. Which but it's is, still only 14 months. Or yeah. 15 months. It's, it's not it's, that long. It's, it's really dumb. Yeah. It's really dumb. And he had to go off and make another American Pie movie, so he had to go. Yeah, he did. You going to go read other memoirs? No. You know, I don't read that many memoirs. I have... I did read one recently. It was about a the girl's experience in Cambodia during the Khmer Rouge. And oh, it was that like, sounds really fun. Uplifting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, very... I mean, it was horrifying. Uh, but that's the kind of memoir I would end someone up reading. Who's, someone who's part of a, a, who's a group like, experience. Who just had happened to have the experience of living yeah. through a really crazy historical event. That is the kind of thing I would read. But yeah. most people's memoirs, even if it's just like a celebrity, I usually don't read. Yeah. I think it should be like a different genre. It's effectively different. Like, I don't care what someone's life was like if they just like, this is what I did, blah, blah, blah. As opposed to... I lived through this, and this is this event from my perspective. Well, some are actual. Some are like essentially primary sources. Like, hey, yeah. you want to learn about the Holocaust? And yeah, read it's fucking almost, this it's guy's almost memoir, like a, this woman's memoir. Yeah, it's almost it's bordering on journalism, but from people that don't know what journalism is. That book about Cambodia is called First They, they Killed shot, they my, father. my Father." Right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's Angelina Jolie. So Netflix made a movie directed by Angelina Jolie. Yeah, which I, I didn't on my even Kindle, know. And every time I look at it, I'm like, oh, that looks depressing. <laughs> I don't feel oh, like I don't feel like killing myself today. Not today, Satan. It is it is pretty depressing. Yeah, but get they behind me. Yes, just like in prison. So, on that note... <laughs> Tell us what you thought. Send us an email to drunkeyesbookclub at gmail.com. Or follow us on tw- uh, Twitter at DrunkGuysBC. Or go to Facebook and Instagram at DrunkGuysBookClub. And you better leave us a review for five stars now before you get sentenced to jail for that crime you committed ten years ago. And we shank you. <laughs> and we are now members of the Hopped Up Network, a network of independent beer podcasters. So if you like us, you'll probably like them too. Uh, check them out. So, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.